This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Open for Business this morning. Uh, today, a bit of a discussion about, uh, I suppose, crafting sustainability. I'm having a, a bit of a dialogue with a designer. Uh, I have Julian Coe from Commune, um, co-founder of Commune Lifestyle, uh, and he's going to be discussing with me the intersection of design, craftsmanship and sustainability. Julian grew up around furniture factories and furthered his education in industrial design. And he holds a understanding of the design industry, of course, but he's going to be sharing his, hopefully sharing his philosophy and approach to creating sustainable and uniquely designed pieces. Uh, talking about his varied inspirations and how they translate into finished products and commune lifestyle with their uh, reach across Asia stands out for their commitment to sustainability and aesthetic versatility. We're going to be exploring the practicalities of sustainable design and understand the thought process behind creating designs that are both innovative and environmentally conscious, kind of highlighting that role of authentic craftsmanship in the modern design landscape. Julian, thank you very much for spending time with me this morning. How are you? Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me uh, on 89.9. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, um, I know you're down in in Singapore right now, uh, across the causeway, of course. I I, I suppose the first thing I want to ask you is about this this foundational experience that you had, you know, your family's furniture manufacturing business, and I guess how that has kind of influenced your design ethos uh, for commune lifestyle. Yep. So as um, growing up in the family business, uh, we actually, as kids, always visit the factories. So mm. uh, back in Singapore, we had a factory. Um, and, uh, you know, our grandparents, uh, family members will always be there. So it's like a, a family gathering most of, most of the time. You yeah. know, going to the factories, looking at my grandmother, uh, working in the upholstery line, uh, seeing my grandfather talking about the wood. So I, I feel like, you know, sawdust is a, uh, always in our blood. You know, we're breathing so much of it that it's always in our blood. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, do, do you feel then that, did you feel an obligation to go into the, that kind of business or, or was it something that uh, genuinely appealed to you? I think through the, the years of going down to the factories and all that, we gained the interest in uh, woodwork. Yeah. We gained the interest in uh, creating nice, pieces and furniture that can uh, complement the home and mm. and make it look look nice. So, mm. you know, ever since when uh, in school, uh, when we were young, even in secondary school, we would rearrange the home furniture just to, you know, feel feel a different different vibe all the time. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, how how can and you know, even visiting different stores to actually understand why does this make me feel good. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. And I, I suspect, well, we walk into some of these, I'm not going to name names, bigger furniture stores, you know, that may be yeah. from Europe. And they, there is this idea that they feel a little bit, not stale, but almost sterile. 
you know, because it, it feels like they've been stamped one to another. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way when you walk in these bigger stores sometimes? Um, we take inspiration from these stores as well. So I, yeah. I won't uh, say Because anything. you can get inspiration yeah. from everywhere, Definitely. right? Correct, yeah. correct. Now, so you, they have been through the experience and we, we, we see that in their craft as well. Yeah. Right. Now, earlier on, you, you were talking about, you know, rearranging furniture, moving things around. Um, and I, I know that you kind of have, in, in some ways, utilized your own home uh, as a real-world testing ground for, for new products. Can you kind of explain yeah. that a little bit to our listeners? So I think whenever we design something, we always design it based on how uh, humans and uh, our consumers can actually re- uh, interact with this mm. furniture. Mm. So designing different uh, styles and um, different uh, collections, uh, we, we always want to convert our homes to feel and uh, to live that dream. So right. I think our family always changes the home furniture to actually live that dream. Mm-hmm. As well as you know, test it before we can actually you know uh, launch it into to consumers' homes. Yeah. Mm. So how we, often do you rearrange your place, Julian? Uh, we launch our collections every year. So every year we would actually you know convert our homes to to that range. Every year. Uh, yeah, every year. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get tired of rearranging it? No, I think it's always a, a fresh start to, right. to having a new uh, interior in the space yeah, mm, at home. Mm. And uh, I think everybody appreciates it as well as uh, I do. Yeah, you, you get people coming around, oh, this wasn't here last time, or this wasn't here last time. You know, that kind of discussion becomes something, right? Yeah, that's right. Let's talk about sustainability then, of course, because this is a big thing. Uh, you yeah, know, definitely. In, in what ways do, do you guys, I suppose, embody those principles of sustainable design? I think apart from uh, material usage of uh, sustainable materials, we focus on timeless designs. So Mm. to be able to design something that is able to tie through the test of time. So passing on to, you know, even your next, the next generation to, to be able to say that, Hey, this is a a piece that um, my father has used or my grandfather has used that, um, you know, these items are actually, uh, memory collectors so that wine spill that you know happened during that time or that um, that stain that somebody uh, little kid drew on the table those mm. these are memory collectors to us then mm. we feel that it has a lot of treasure rather than changing the pieces all the time they're, they're core memories right definitely do you do you feel that um, we nowadays I, I guess so many people are disposing of their furniture because it's cheaper, you know, yeah. and they end up on landfills or whatever because the furniture isn't necessarily built as well as it used to be, for example, and it's not built out of stronger material. Mm. For you, the the products that you produce, how important is it to you that they do become a talking point? You know, it does become a piece of history. And, and does that guide your principles? Uh, I think every piece of furniture, a lot of blood and sweat has been put into it, right. even from the the pen to the paper to, you know, the the draftsmen who are actually going through the details of construction. So I feel every piece has a soul. Mm. So it's about painting that story, you know, telling that picture in in these pieces in your home. Mm. Does it frustrate you now when you look at people throwing away pieces of furniture? It definitely does, um, because. 
you know the the wastage, the the pile that's gonna pile up in 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 the scrapyards or yeah. So what we always try to do is you know see how we can repurpose these things yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we have a lot of collaborations with uh different companies you know some are bigger companies that we collaborate with uh that we also take to repurpose and uh, make them new again and uh actually it has more soul because it, it lasted through a, a period of time before we use it again right yeah. now i know um commune have kind of a, a sister brand um alt.o uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Alt.o, we, we always say Alto. So it's, oh, uh, Alto. Okay. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Alt.o. It's a brand um, which is a, a short form for alternative objects. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a slightly more upscale brand that we have created. Uh, seeing the demand for more details in, in the furniture pieces. Um, bigger scale um, furniture pieces for mm. our markets also in China um, that we we focused a bit on uh, in the past mm. and, and as well as now um, we actually focus a lot on creating another brand that can fit uh, villas and um, big bigger apartments yeah mm. Mm. That, because so that's commune the fr- when we created was for um, you know Singapore uh, space uh, uh, a bit tight so we yeah. created smaller and uh, you know more versatile items. Yeah. Okay, let's take a short break here, Julian. Folks, I'm speaking with Julian Cole. He is uh, the guy behind Commune, uh, co-founder of Commune Lifestyle, discussing the intersection of design, craftsmanship, and sustainability. We'll be right back with these messages here on Open for Business on BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Birkins for Mama. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury. This, of course, is Open for Business. I'm on the phone with Julian Coe. He is the uh, co-founder of Commune Lifestyle. We're discussing the intersection of design, craftsmanship, and sustainability. Julian grew up around furniture factories and furthered his education in industrial design, uh, has an understanding of the design industry, of course, and that's something we're going to be exploring a little bit here. Um, I, I guess... Julian, when, when you're designing the, these pieces and when you're sitting down talking to potential customers, potential clients, um, everybody has in their own uh, mind's eye the piece that they want or how a piece might look in a room somewhere. How important is it for you um, to listen to clients' feedback you know, and, and to kind of help encourage them craft that perfect piece I think understanding the consumer is top priority so Mm. we always listen to the feedback that uh, the customers give we are in the store most of the time um, talking to customers understanding you know whether the size is right the materials are right if the edges are too sharp you know these are things that we 
might have you know missed and um you know how can we constantly improve and and make make better pieces for for our consumers mm. has there been times when you and your customer have disagreed and and how do you kind of uh, overcome those those hurdles, I guess, because there must be. They, we hardly disagree, but <laughs> we always come to uh, probably more of educating. Right, right. Um, because Explain that to me a little bit, yeah. Okay, for example, uh, wood, marble, these are all natural materials. So yeah. um, like our human body, fingerprints and things like that, these are all one of a kind. Mm. So I feel that sometimes uh, consumers might want uh, a perfect piece but I think it's more of perfect imperfections that we we find uh, you I know, see. soul in yeah. Yeah. yeah so we educate them that this is um, natural and you have a one of a kind piece okay and uh, uh, yeah I mean that's that's interesting because if if for example you're buying a piece of electronics you know if you're buying yep. I, I don't know an expensive laptop or an expensive phone you want it to come out of the box you want it to be flawless you want it to look perfect and shine and all of that kind of stuff but it, it's inorganic yep. you know so it feels uh made it doesn't feel grown it doesn't feel as though it, it's kind of been produced naturally yep. in other words you can say it's a bit more bespoke you know yeah <laughs> bespoke yeah I, yeah yeah now, what, what's this whole thing about um, the, the recognition that you got with, with um, Made With Passion brand mark, you know, and, and how does that uh, recognition help with your, your marketing strategy, I guess? I, I kind of want to get into the business of things a little bit now. I think this is more of a award recognition in Singapore that yeah. um, they here give us Malaysia. for good design, yeah. um, that we have up here to certain standards that this award is given. Yeah. Uh, so I think this builds a bit of uh, trust with consumers and people in the design industry. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a recognized brand. You know, it helps to recognize your branding. Helps yes, to kind right. of build your branding up. Okay. Correct. And w- obviously, the listeners have tuned in, and for those of the, them that haven't heard the beginning of the interview, you know, you, you grew up around factories, and you say factories are, are in your family. And normally at this stage, I'd be like, okay, so where did you get your funding from? Where did it start? And But obviously, this is something, has the funding come directly via family investments? Yeah, so the company, um, which is Coda, is our parent company, which right. is uh, listed in Stock Exchange. Uh, we, uh, we started from a small factory. Yeah, my grandfather started building speaker boxes, you know, uh, jewelry oh, really? boxes. Yeah, so it's really from um, from ground up. Yeah, uh-huh. so we have built the the company, uh, made our first dining set, showed it in a show. Sales came. You know, start to expand factories. Yeah. And how so long ago that you are saying that was your grandfather? Yeah, grandfather. That's about wow. I think 40, 40 years ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so and- after, when we came back from uh, our education and studies, we thought that. Uh, because we have been making furniture for 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 the world, mm. uh, but not under our label. So right, OEM. I see. So we decided that, hey, why not have a brand to call our own? Right. What better a name, commune, so of bringing people together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the key. And can we talk a little bit about how maybe, you know, your, your design aesthetic has, has changed over the years? You know, stuff that appeals to you, obviously, and your, your customers may be different. But how has 
commune's aesthetic changed over the last uh, and and even in the last couple of years you know post lockdown has there been changes yeah i think first and foremost definitely is you know uh we focus on our our consumers first mm. people first so uh, in terms of trend and design we we travel around the world we understand each uh cultures from different countries mm-hmm. so as well as also adapting using um you know foreign designers that can give insight to different uh way of life uh, right. you know so we recently had a tie up with uh different companies from Copenhagen and Sweden to actually design a, a new ranges for us as well right and yeah. um, 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 presumably the design ethos for people over in Copenhagen and Denmark is, is different to what you know you might experience in Singapore for example it's very different but same at uh, you know very same at you know right i think we 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 all have you know uh, a common uh, interest of being comfort creatures so yes <laughs> yeah for sure for sure yeah. okay let, let's get into finances just a little bit then i mean we we touched yeah. on it a little bit and obviously you have to have some kind of financial strategy when you're looking to expand particularly in places like you say in, in into china and to other parts of southeast asia yeah. uh, what kind of decisions have you made that you feel have been pivotal for to help with your expansion into these other areas i think moving into china um 12 i think 10 years ago mm. yeah we actually have um created a the brand uh launched it in china and created a franchise model out of it yeah so oh we, i see yeah correct so i i guess the 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 wrapping up then julian what it, what is next for the growth of commune alto you know where do you see yourselves going what do you think you'll be doing Yeah so I think apart from Asia and uh Southeast Asia we have actually embarked into uh in, into Europe so last year we have showed at Maison Objet in Paris this year as well we're going to show there uh providing you know um an Asian touch to what the Europeans can have a bit of spice so if you like The awesome part is last year when we showed they said hey we don't want anything that's european design you know oh, interesting. We want something that is you know singaporean or you know something something southeast asian yeah that you know the grass always greener on the other side <laughs> this is true this is yeah. true and all right they they like it they like it yeah rather than having the same old uh, thing all, all the time julian thank you very much for your time today Thank you. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Folks, I've been on the phone with Julian Coe from Commune. He's the co-founder of Commune Lifestyle to discuss uh, the intersection of design, craftsmanship, sustainability. He grew up around furniture factories and further his education in industrial design, holds a deep understanding of the design industry. It's been a really, really interesting chat. If you missed any part of this conversation, don't forget the podcast will be up shortly uh, and you can listen to it uh, via our BFM app which is available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. My name is Rich Bradbury for BFM 89.9 The Business Station. Are you open for business? Register your company with bossbelly.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.